It's really good to be back. If you'll indulge me for just a moment, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity in allowing me to take a sabbatical this summer. I am so grateful to have had these three months to rest and renew myself and prepare myself for whatever this next stage of ministry brings, to travel with my family, to rekindle some old hobbies. Thank you. I'm very grateful. The focus of my sabbatical project, as many of you know, was the hands of Episcopalians in different places around the country. I photographed hands accepting Eucharist in Bristol and in New York City and Abingdon and Jacksonville and Atlanta and San Francisco and St. Augustine and Norfolk. My family and I traveled a lot. We had some great adventures, all the while visiting churches. I was photographing hands and asking people, what is the most important thing you do with your hands? I loved it. I loved every interview. I loved talking and interviewing and photographing. I was pleasantly surprised to meet wonderful people far and wide, easy to find them in city and country, open and honest and willing to talk about being the body. The answers to that questions that question were at the same time mundane and astounding. I'm a volunteer at a chemo clinic. I've been a teacher for 35 years. I pray, I paint, I plant, I hold. The things that people told me they do were not world-changing by themselves. These were regular, normal, everyday, extraordinary people, just like y'all. And, like y'all, they were out there, in the world, doing what needed to be done with hands just like mine and yours, working on the kingdom, working as the body. A quote by St. Teresa of Avila organized my theology on this. Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion is to look out to the earth. Yours are the feet by which he is to go about doing good, and yours are the hands by which he is to bless us now. Hands are, of course a metaphor for all we do to make level the way for the kingdom of God. In reality, they are just one piece of the whole body. Hands without arms could be awkward. Our legs have feet and toes together to get us there. Each component relies on the other parts to make it a functioning whole. In a strange turn of events that involved a playground ball, a backyard patio, and a little too much bravado, a friend of mine broke both his wrists this summer. He got past the initial trauma of ambulance and emergency room. The pain in his arms then turned to frustration at every turn. There were the obvious limitations. He couldn't pick up his kids. He couldn't throw balls anymore. He couldn't swim in the pool. But then there were the unexpected ones. He couldn't shave, 
or drive or button his shirt or type on his Blackberry. Bottle openers, pens, scissors, all kinds of everyday items became useless between his casts. He's healed now. His casts are off. Physical therapy is underway. But I know he has a newfound respect for all those complex little conglomeration of bones between hand and forearm. It all works together. It is all necessary. Every member of the body. There were a few simple realizations for me this summer as I traveled about, making friends of strangers, photographing and interviewing. The first one, as I mentioned, is that we are out there doing it. This should be no surprise to me. I am, of course, of hearty All Saints stock. Of course we're out there doing it. I see us doing it every day. But as I said earlier, it was good to be reminded that despite the gloomy press on the state of Christianity in the world, we are out there doing it. We are getting the work done. We're taking our hands and our heads, shoulders, knees, and toes and doing what we need to do to make each little corner of the world a better place, to make sure that God is seen and heard. We're doing it by ourselves and in groups, in love and with faith, and despite everything the world tells us otherwise. My friends, the church is alive and well. The second realization is this. Our reading from Romans and the exhortation from St. Teresa are asking us to identify our gifts and then get out and do it. This, morning reading, this morning's reading reminds us that we all have particular gifts, that we must discern those gifts, that each one of us is special, and then we can use those gifts as best we can to usher in the kingdom of God. But here's the realization. Perhaps more importantly, we must use our gifts together for the whole thing to work. A church needs a minister, right? Right? Okay, thank you. But a priest is just a lonely, loud mouth in an empty room without a congregation. And a priest and a congregation together will run around amok like headless chickens without a smart governing body like our own talented vestry. We've got to have teachers for our children to make sure that the church continue on, can continue on without us. We need visitors for the members who are homebound lest we lose those valuable voices. We need those we can rely on to pray without ceasing to keep our center secure. We need people to count pledges and make sure the money is used wisely to the glory of God. We need readers so we can hear scripture. We need those who maintain and beautify our spaces so we can have somewhere to be together. We need all of these and more to make it work. No part is indispensable. No part is dispensable. No part is unnecessary. In our reading from Romans this morning, much of what I learned on my sabbatical is reflected back to me. We are each uniquely gifted. We are each loved and necessary. But we are fully reliant on each other to make this thing happen. And when we are doing just that, 
looking to one another to complete the whole, recognizing the blessedly diverse gifts we each bring to the table with sober judgment and a good measure of faith. It is then, then we are transformed. We are discerning the will of God by working together, praying together, living together, loving together, and we are transformed. And then we transform the world by proximity. Finally, friends, and I want you to hear me say this loud and clear, no one in this room is exempt from the implications of this reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. There is not one single person in this room who would not change this community for the better by bringing his or her gifts to bear. There is not one person who would not be changed by doing so. You are gifted. You are necessary. The body of Christ needs you. And you, in turn, need the body. This is your invitation, an invitation to transform and to be transformed. Amen.